This is the Polycom Power Selling Podcast. Welcome to the podcast. I'm Jeremy Shear, and my guest is Mark Paul, Territory Account Manager for the Americas East. Mark, welcome to the podcast. Thanks, Jeremy. Glad to be here. So tell us a little bit about your background and about your work at Polycom. Um, yeah, I've, I've been at uh, Polycom now three years. Uh, prior to that, um, I managed a uh, large sales organization of 24 account managers and uh, three RSMs, um, where and a $400 million uh, annual revenue number um, that our expectation was we were always going to go after competitive accounts. So um, after I left uh, you know, that position and, and that role, I'm now an individual contributor and know that market share gains are critical to the success of uh, what we're trying to get done here in the Philadelphia area. Okay, excellent. So as you just mentioned, we're talking about strategies for winning at competitive accounts. So to your mind, what's the single most challenging thing about getting a foothold in a competitive account? So it, it's it's really about credibility and, and relevance to the account. Um, and what I really mean by that is, um, you know, uh, a lot of our accounts have been the ones that we've gone after and we've been successfully able to transition back over to Polycomp. They've been uh, competitively held accounts for a decade or two, maybe three. And, um, you know, we could sit across the table and uh, discuss the portfolio and all these great enhancements. But, you know, the fact is that they really want to understand that this is going to work in their environment, how it's going to translate in an enterprise, you know, large scale organization, and that it's going to work and they're going to be able to manage it and Polycom is going to be there for them. So for us to create the relevance, to take them to other large accounts and let them see what we're doing instead of uh, just seeing this, you know, through a a presentation and a PowerPoint um, has been critical to uh, to our success. And that's those two hurdles, if you can overcome them, is probably the keys to your success. Okay. I mean, we're talking about accounts that already have a vendor in place, right? Yes. So, I mean, I would imagine, too, just on, on the most basic level, part of the challenge here is persuading an account to drop who they're currently using and make a change and go with Polycom or at least add Polycom to the equation, right? That, that is correct. And it's, it's, it's a good time to be here and it's a good time to engage with customers and have those discussions um, as there's a paradigm shift in the industry. A lot of organizations have been adding rooms, disparate workflows, you know, disparate room designs. And now as the, um, the UCC teams are taking ownership of the video and the voice conferencing, um, they're driving for consistency and large-scale deployment. So, you know, right now to be able to get your message across is uh, is we're at a critical juncture point where if uh, you're able to to get them to believe in what you're saying and and what what they're seeing um, and they can envision that within their organization, it's a it's it should lead to success. Yeah, sure. Um, I mean, I guess my point was it would seem like just a basic challenge is. If you're at an account where they already have a vendor that's, you know, basically they like at least okay, it's just, it's always easier to stick with what you have than to, yes. right? Like to get somebody to make that kind of big change in that investment just seems inherently challenging. It's the hardest thing to do in technology to uh, switch a, a vendor and a strategic decision, which was made a couple years back, a few years back, 10 years back to a new vision, a new strategy and a new deployment partner. Um, and for those who have the skill set to be able to, to sell that and provide the uh, confidence for customers to make that switch, I guess, you know, we're the, uh, the few that can get it done. 
but right. it's it's a very difficult skill set to come by and uh it's it's a it's always a challenge to uh to switch over competitive accounts yeah okay and we'll get it we'll we'll talk about the strategy there in a second but before that what's a common mistake you see that people make when going after a competitive account well you, you know i don't i don't see everybody's engagement and i'm i'm sure you know all the uh, polycom um you know, sellers do a lot of things right, but it needs to be a process. And I spoke about that on the webcast that if it's a, um, you know, one-time event, that's just never going to create the traction that you need and the momentum that you need within the account. Obviously you have to find your coach within the account who has something to, to gain and, uh, you know, can help elevate your, uh, your relationship capital within the account. It's always going to be a challenge and it needs to be part of a process, ongoing process every week, you know, reaching out, you know, trying to trying to add value, and you know, if if you're again, if you're not adding value, that's value to the customer, not value as you see it, right? It has to be a value to that customer where it's helping him envision, you know, what a really successful polycom deployment is going to look like. Then it's not really helping them, and I think that's where a lot of people fall short. They they you know they see maybe their solutions through their lens. Oh, this is the best thing that's that's going to happen. But are we really looking at these competitive accounts, what it looks like through their lens, and and how it's going to benefit them? Uh, so I, that's probably, in my estimation, what the biggest gap would be. How do you know if a competitive account is worth going after? So I talked about framing out a territory um, as you come on board. I came on board three years ago and I basically scoped out three must-have accounts. I mean, sorry, five must-have accounts in which we've converted three and uh, we have two more that are ready to go. They, you know, they were the right size. It was worth, it was going to be worth the, uh, the significant resource investment, right? And, and the investment in my time and uh, Dan Johns, the uh, Philadelphia area SA, his time to go after to uh, to convert those accounts. So, you know, you have to envision what it's going to look like when they make a decision and they de and they deploy. And if those volumes add up and, you know, you can see hundreds of thousands of dollars, if not millions of dollars of potential revenue, you know, it's that's great. If you can't see that and that's not what they're discussing, they're only looking at, you know, one room, two rooms, that's probably going to not going to be the best allocation of resource. The potential gain has to be worth and the time and effort you put into it. Right. Absolutely. Um, and and I, I, I would assume, too, that that there might be something going on at a specific account, a change in leadership or some transition that would make it kind of ripe for Polycom to go in and, and try to get a foothold. I'm, I'm assuming that that's also pro probably part of the equation. Yeah. To an earlier point, Jeremy, uh, again, paradigm shift in the industry where, you know, everybody's driving towards consistency within a UCC platform. If they're rolling out Microsoft, Office, Office 365 or Teams, that's certainly our enabler. You know, that should allow you to have very relevant conversation, you know, with with the account. And, you know, again, if if, uh, if an account's been uh, complaining about, you know, a different workflow, different type of uh, system in each in each room, that's certainly another potential enabler that you would want to, uh, you know, take advantage of and step them through why consistency uh, leads to great adoption and uh, benefits, you know, the user experience and ultimately enhances productivity. So all of those things. So you mentioned just before following a process and in the webinar that you gave, you, you had a slide with the process and a photo of Joel Embiid, who's the center for the Philadelphia 76ers. And you're in Philly, so a fan, obviously, right? Yes, absolutely. Basketball knows that the process basically meant for a bunch of years, they did sort of deliberately lost a lot of games in order to get really high draft picks. 
like Joel Embiid and, and a few others, so that eventually they'd be good. And, and it paid off because now they are pretty good. So now obviously Polycom's strategy is not to deliberately lose in order to win later, right? But it seems like the idea that you're talking about is to stick to the process of getting these competitive accounts, even if you have to go through some pain or maybe even if it doesn't work out right away, right? Like even if it doesn't seem to be providing immediate wins, does that seem accurate? Is that what you're getting at? I, again, you know, we were very diligent or and I was very diligent when I came in on what accounts were going to make sense for us to go after and, uh, you know, commit to the uh, the resource and the time required to convert them. And, uh, you know, you have to do that at first. You have to map out, you know, where those competitive accounts are. You know, are they in the threshold of, uh, of moving to, again, a Microsoft UCC platform or some other, you know, collaboration platform in which, uh, you know, we can add value. So, you know, that has to be the first step to map it out. And then from there, again, I'm not big on, you know, an events-driven sales engagement. It has to be, you know, an, a, a very, very consistent, relevant process in which every time you meet, you know, you're, you're bringing value to their organization in the form of, you know, envisioning what this is going to look like, you know, what their peer groups have been doing, success, other successful account deployments in the uh, in the area and you know it's all of these things that have come together that really lead to uh, ultimately a successful engagement and uh, potentially a uh, a competitive win so you're saying this is as opposed to an events driven process what does that mean what is an events driven process well uh, you know and i'm not i'm not sure everybody does this but you know if you make a call uh, you have an opportunity competitive account and uh, you know it's a once every 3 month discussion or you know or email um, I just don't think that gets it done. It has to be, you know, hey, you know, develop your relationship with your coach, you know, continue to, uh, you know, to expand that that relationship base, continue to add value through a flurry of emails, some, you know, some some self-made marketing campaigns, what their peer groups are doing. You know, if it's a once every couple months, once every few months, hey, I'm an email, I'm here, you want to meet us at the MTC. I just don't think that's going to be enough to get it done. Okay, so it has to be more frequent, more consistent, and you have to stick to that plan. Consistency time. and relevance, it's its what leads to success. Now, at, at many of these accounts, Polycom is competing directly against Cisco, right? Mm -hmm. And as you mentioned in the webinar, so then obviously it's crucial that Polycom is able to differentiate itself from Cisco. So, so what does that look like? What are some strategic ways of articulating Polycom's value vis-a-vis -vis Cisco that seem to work best? Well, it's, you know, for us, when we mapped out the account base that we wanted to go after, especially, uh, you know, specifically the competitive account base, base, Jeremy, it was about Cisco accounts that we also had some visibility. We're going to be moving to, uh, to Microsoft Office 365 and Skype at that point in time. You know, once that's established, um, you know, we worked very closely with the uh, the local Microsoft technology specialists, the productivity sellers to, uh, you know, help us maybe facilitate some relationships. And, you know, that's that's really where we were able to make our play by, you know, going after, you know, those Cisco accounts who were going to be leveraging, you know, Microsoft as the UCC platform. And then from there, Polycom's incremental value that that we have, you know, with Microsoft is uh, is significant and creates additional differentiation versus Cisco in, in reference to ease and consistency of workflow, which ultimately all of these end users are, are looking for. Okay, very good. So, so maybe a, a, in, in other words, if you go into one of these accounts, and I imagine at least in the early stages, you might 
hear objections like, well, no, we're, we're working with Cisco. We're good. We like Cisco. They're a good company. Mm -hmm. We don't have a need to change at this time. So I imagine that one way of answering that is what you just said to, to articulate Polycom's value in that specific yeah. way by, by talking about Microsoft. So, Jeremy, I, I mean, that actually, it's a really good point, because you would hear that a lot, because, you know, there's always going to be a resistance to change. So, you know, one of the things we've been able to do is, uh, you know, maybe have joint meetings with the Microsoft team and, again, talk about, you know, the vision and how, you know, the collective uh, solution set between Polycom and Microsoft will, will enhance and, you know, drive consistency in that workflow and ultimately adoption. You know, another uh, great tool for us has been, um, because we've gotten that pushback, right? Another great tool has been to take, you know, local competitively held accounts to some of our larger installations where, you know, we can demonstrate the integration between Polycom and Microsoft. And that has resonated incredibly well. And unfortunately, we've, we've recently installed some large organizations here. Um, they're very appreciative of the effort that was exerted to get them up and running and successfully deployed. And they've been more than willing to host uh, these competitively held accounts. And there's nothing that's better to do than to, to leverage those accounts and let them see what it is that you're selling. So they can just envision the whole solution set within their own organization. Yeah, you, you talked a lot about that on the webinar, right? And it's a really good point. And I, you, you yeah. described it as creating social debt. Why is it so powerful for a company you're trying to turn from a prospect into a client to hear from other companies that are already working with you. Why is that such an effective strategy? You know, because yeah, all of these other customers, um, you know, they, they had significant pain points and we have helped, you know, resolve a lot of those pain points. So they're very passionate about what they've been able to do and what they've been able to accomplish. We made them look good to their management, right? And we try to, uh, you know, translate that passion and I'll call that social debt to those those prospective uh, competitive accounts where you want to get people on board that are, you know, so passionate about driving, you know, the Polycom brand and the Polycom solution set within their organization that, you know, if, if it doesn't go their way, they're almost willing to resign. And, you, you know, you want them to just be very emotional, very passionate, and, uh, you know, willing to sponsor you within all organizations um, and departments within a, a, a large organization. And I think you made uh, uh, another point on the webinar that it's one thing to hear all this from Polycom, but obviously Polycom is going to say these things. It's sort of another thing to hear it from another company, right? A sort of a, a colleague company in your space that has kind of has no skin in the game. They just really like Polycom, but it's sort of, they're, they're sort of unbiased in a way, right? Yeah, there's there's nothing that speaks louder than bringing them to one of those accounts and, you know, executives from, you know, those specific accounts, you know, coming out and talking about the great work that was done and, you know, ultimately the benefits that they've derived from the deployment. I mean, it's it's not coming from the salesperson or the sales engineer. It's coming from from these large accounts that have done these large deployments. So what could be more powerful? Kind of like selling without having to, to, to sell because people don't like being sold to right but they like learning about interesting things that might help them and that's uh, absolutely and you that know way. any any prospect that's a legitimate prospect would be willing to make that investment to go and see you know what an account looks like and you know it's not always comfortable you never know you can plan you know from now till the end of time but you never know you know what's going to come up right you know when you're visiting an account but you know i think the one thing that 
you know, all of our customers have seen is uh, ultimately customers that we've helped and are appreciative. And, you know, they've great, they've gained a great business benefit from the, uh, the Polycom deployment. So, um, but, you know, to schedule it, to be in those meetings and you never know who's going, it's not a controlled environment. You never know who's going to be, who's going to walk in or what's going to be said, or did a meeting go south an hour prior, you know, to this, to this, uh, you know, meeting, you know, anything could happen, but, you know, typically in my experience, it's the most powerful tool that we can bring and, uh, you know, and the value that we can bring to these uh, competitive accounts. Okay. That's interesting. So it sounds like th there is some risk there. And so far as what you just said, you're not, you're not really control, you're not in control, but the reward outweighs the risk is what I'm hearing. Yes, absolutely. What can you do to mitigate that risk? If anything, just like anything else, uh, Jeremy, it's about preparation. It's about, you know, <clears throat> excuse me, ensuring that, you know, they understand the message that you're trying to uh, drive and, uh, you know, maybe, you know, and just, you know, asking them to be as transparent and as informative as possible. Um, maybe how they went through their evaluation process and what led them down the path to Polycom. It's really about preparing level setting, make sure you have a, you know, a good concise agenda where the meeting can flow freely, taking into account there there might be a curveball or two. But in my experience, and I know, you know, my management's been with me, um, it's all panned out very well. If you prepare, you prepare the hosting customer accordingly, and you also prepare, you know, the uh, competitive account that's going to be visiting. And it needs to be direct dialogue, by the way. You know, it, 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 you need to be talking to them. Um, emails and agendas short, certainly uh, should be emailed, but just a lot of conversation. Mark, what's the main thing that you want your colleagues at Polycom to take away from this discussion? Well, you know, I, I think I'm, I'm, I'm fairly consistent, you know, with the messaging that it's a lot of effort. You know, you really need to plan accordingly. It, it, there's, there's some discomfort. Uh, you have to stretch as, as a salesperson, you know, but if you've done a good job for your customers, you know, I think uh, we should be entitled to ask them for their help to uh, help us acquire new customers. So uh, it's, it's, it's just a lot of work. You know, there's a lot of preparation. There's a lot of correspondence. There's a lot of collateral that needs to be put together and you have to be prepared because we are going up not only against a vendor by the name of Cisco, but you know, ultimately a vendor that that owns the infrastructure that is in these competitive accounts every day. You know, whether it be in the data center, you know, out through the uh, the network to, you know, the various offices. I mean, they're truly an enterprise play. So you're going against the best of the best, and you have to be prepared for that. So, Mark, how can people connect with you if they want to talk more about this? <clears throat> well, you know, take a look at the webcast. Hopefully, that came across. Um, you know, as uh, impactful for, for everyone um, and a benefit. And, you know, if uh, if people need assistance, certainly willing to uh, to help out in any way that I can, be email, be on my cell phone. A couple people after the webcast did reach out in reference to some competitive accounts that they were going to be going after. Just map it out and, you know, put a strategy in place. And if I can be of assistance, I'm more than willing to, to go for it and help out. Okay, very good. Well, thank you so much for your time and for sharing your insights on the podcast. Yeah. Appreciate it, Jeremy. That does it for this episode of the Polycom Power Selling Podcast. If you haven't already subscribed to the podcast, you can do that by using the podcast app on your phone to search for Polycom Power Selling Podcast and clicking subscribe. Thanks for listening.